What made you choose to listen to this episode? Do we always have a choice in life? Or are we often stuck? In this week's episode, we're exploring crossing the threshold in the hero's journey. And we're focusing on choice. What is choice? How do we make good choices in life? And how important are they? My name is Shamash. I'm a mindful and act teacher. I'm here together with Calvin, who's a mindful storyteller. And so let's go to Calvin, first of all. What, what's this crossing the threshold element all about? You know, we're using references to films. We're using references to books. We're talking about the stories that we see in our ordinary lives, but also just in our own lives. You know, when have you made that decision to move into the next phase of your journey, the new chapter of your life? When have you made that bold decision when things were difficult? Because remember, we, we've just come out of um, refusal of the call and meeting the mentor, right? So the call to adventure is like getting you to get going. Refusal of the call is when we don't really want to get going because we like being stuck where we are. We like the comfort zone. We don't like to change. Then we meet a mentor who helps us, you know, and, you know, I came to you as my mindfulness teacher and you helped me as my mentor and lots of other people. And then, of course, once that mentor gets you going or gives you the impetus to move anyway, then you have to decide to take the step. You have to choose to move into the special world or move into the, the the next phase, if you like, of your journey, which is when you cross that threshold. So in, in movies like The Matrix, for example, when, when's that, that moment of crossing the threshold from the ordinary world to the so-called special world? Well, that's the moment when uh, Neo takes the red pill. That's when he chooses the red pill, when he wants to see the truth. When uh, Morpheus <laughs> says to him, do you want to see how far the rabbit hole goes? Do you really want to know the truth? So once he makes that decision to take the red pill, that is when he willingly finally decides to cross that threshold into the unfamiliar world, into this new territory, into this new world, which for us would be moving into a new state of learning, moving along our hero's journey of our own lives whether that's exploring a challenge or deciding to heal something that we need to heal or want to heal. It can be any kind of million versions of a new world or special world in your life. And from a mindful perspective, would you say it's like going from the world of the stuff you're familiar with, automatic pilot, that sense of being in the comfort zone, to stepping into something a bit more challenging, a bit more difficult, but more meaningful. Absolutely right. Yeah. I mean, I can think about coming out of autopilot and doing mindfulness courses for the first time and then being asked to explore the breath, explore the body. Of course, we do the body scan quite early. And then it's like, hold on a minute. I didn't realize that was there all along. And once these kind of sort of lights of awareness start to shine, then we're waking up out of this autopilot and now we're ready to explore. It doesn't mean the difficulties, by the way, stop coming. And we're, you know, I look forward to exploring that with you as we progress in this podcast. But we've made that choice by that time. We've decided. So the power of choice then really sits with us, even though we sometimes don't feel comfortable making that choice. You know, Neil didn't quite easily decide whether to choose a blue pill or the red pill. And likewise, when we're at that juncture, when we're at that stage in our lives, whether to go into this new world, to take that final step into the new world, 
it's not always easy to take. So let's hear what Mari Williams, who's uh, been contributing uh, in this podcast up until now, what does she have to say about the value of knowing that you do have a choice? I think if you sit someone down and you give them a bit of time out, a bit of mindfulness space, people are all, of course, they're aware they got choices. Um, I think people often don't know the depth of their choices. I remember having a client a few years ago, completely suicidal, ran a huge business, huge family, just couldn't see any other way out. And I literally sat him, you know, sitting in my chair in my room at that, at that time. Um, and I said to him, you do realize you could just get up and walk out of this room and not go home. You don't have to go home. You literally could walk up to Scotland or, you know, wherever it is and just disappear. And you could become someone else and just write to your family and tell them that you're never, ever going back. And he said, I couldn't do that. And I said, no, but you have the choice. And I often find with people, it's when we get stuck and we don't think we have choice, that's when we start to lose sight of reality and, okay, actually, there's a way out of this, is we just realise we do have choice. It might not be a choice you want to take, might not be a choice you want to make, but you do have choice. Very, very rarely do we not have choice in life. And in fact, my therapist often says to me about choice, if you get to a point where your choice is taken away, you've probably been kidnapped. You know, you're about to be murdered. Something seriously bad is about to happen to you. And to be honest, that's so off the scale. You don't even need to worry about it. <laughs> so just, just focus on what you can change. And actually, pretty much everything you can change. You have choice. They might not be great choices. You might not like them. But you do have choice. And so I think once we know that, actually, even if it's something awful, like I work with a lot of people, you know, don't get on in their jobs and then they have to stay in that job for a couple of years. But just knowing I could leave at any time helps them immediately feel better about it because we none of us like to feel trapped, do we? And that's what happens when you think you haven't got choice is you feel trapped. So Mari is talking about the difficulty sometimes with making a choice and she describes it as not always having great choices, not always having amazing options on your plate to choose from, but it is still a choice. And, and that really rings true for me when I think to some of the people that I work with and some of the examples in my life, when people are faced with tricky choices and they're like, well, I, I rather not choose, but that's not always the best way to move forward, is it, Shamash? And, you know, can you even think about times in your life where you've had to make a difficult choice or, or a big choice? Oh, that's a good question. One that immediately comes to mind for me was when I had to make the decision of going from being a, a school teacher and science teacher into, into quitting completely to start teaching mindfulness full time. And I still remember that, I actually remember the day and the moment very clearly. I'd been a teacher for 10 years. I'd done mindfulness training. I was really passionate about mindfulness. I, I was ready to transition into that. And I wrote a, a resignation letter to, to give to the head teacher and, and I typed it out, I'd printed it out. And I was actually, actually had it in my blazer pocket for about a month. And every day I, went, I get into work, but I never handed it in because of, to resign from that job was like, you know, 10 years of experience in this field. You know, I was making a, a decent living. I had a flat and I was, had a mortgage. I had all sorts of stuff in my life going on. And all that would be challenged. And I'd go from living a very comfortable life to a much more uncomfortable, but more meaningful life. And so I had this, I had this letter in my pocket. Every day is going, I didn't give it in until the very last day, the very last day we had, I had, had to make that decision, give that letter in. Otherwise I'd have to teach for another term. 
and it was a teacher training day and we were learning all about coaching and it was, and they're talking about values and making decisions and the importance of of taking action so i thought okay this is a strong sign you know they've they're literally <laughs> coaching me about making decisions and so you know i went to the head, head teacher's office and, and put the letter down and i remember she saying no one's ever really resigned from this job uh, because it was a very a very comfortable cozy cushy type of job but I just felt that no, it was the right time for me to leave at that moment. Wow. So it was really difficult and I was scared. There was definitely a lot of fear there. And at the same time, a sense of relief and a sense of excitement. My income reduced by 10 times uh, compared to what it was before. And it was really, really hard in the first year or two, but it was really, really enjoyable and much more meaningful. So um, I'm really proud about that choice that I made. But sometimes if we make good choices, we make bad choices or bad decisions. What's that all about? What happens if we make a bad choice? Uh, we spoke to Dr. Maywish Sharif, uh, who's both a coach and a medical doctor. And here's what she had to say. So choice, I think, relates very much to our identity as humans. We, we like the fact that we have free choice. And we talk about that a lot, having that freedom to choose and freedom to live. And it gives us that sense of empowerment, like you mentioned, And choice really directly relates to decision making. And that's where people find difficulty, because although they like the concept and the kind of power behind choice, it's when it relates to a a particular decision making process that they get stuck, because then it comes to, well, am am I going to make good decisions and good choices or am I going to make bad decisions and bad choices? And often once you kind of explore that, it's then looking at mindset and having that growth mindset. Okay, well, even if it is a bad decision and a bad choice, what would you do then? Are you going to learn the lessons and move forward? Or are you going to identify other areas that you need to perhaps work on with yourself? So is it a weakness that you need to identify? Or is it a skill that you need to polish up? And I think that's perhaps the turning point for people that it's acceptable you know we like the word acceptance it's acceptable to make a bad decision and have a bad choice because ultimately the first step was to make that decision in the first place or to have that choice the outcome then is the next step and then how you deal with that and process that to move forward so maywish really is highlighting something for me that really rings true from my own experience about not just making the decision But also when she says the outcome then is the next step of how you deal with that decision to move forward. So when I heard your story, Shamash, about deciding to leave your job as as a teacher, you didn't really know what was going to happen next, did you? You didn't really know when I quit this job, I'm going to go on and write five or six books. I'm going to be the best-selling author of Mindfulness for Dummies. I'm going to train hundreds of mindfulness teachers around the world. You just don't know what's going to be around the corner. And then, of course, you would never been able to predict meeting me and hence having this wonderful podcast, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So we can't see around corners. And, and I do remember one of the things I, I actually did in my past was in my portfolio career, was I was training to be an airline pilot and I had actually, I was working in aviation at the time, ground staff, and I'd actually left university to pursue this dream. And it took me about 10 years actually from the age of 18 to the age of 28 to self-fund myself through flying, right? And in that intervening time, life happened, you know, I met my wife, I had children, you know, took on a mortgage, all the you know, the usual things that people sort of say you should achieve for and aspire to have in life. And then it came to a point, this point where, you know, the 2007 recession came 
And I had to choose whether to pursue this flying, even at great cost, when there were no jobs, when a lot of my friends were getting laid off, when thousands of pilots were being made jobless. And that was a hard decision to make, but there was still a choice to make. And it still required stepping into this unknown world of what am I going to do next? And were you really pleased with that decision that you made, by the way? Yeah, I think it was one of the better decisions I've actually ever made. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's interesting. These Sometimes these very scary decisions, these these decisions where they actually make a big difference can often feel particularly meaningful and particularly powerful. And in ACT, in the ACT model, you know, choice is really at the heart of the whole model. It's about being able to be empowered by the decisions you make. But how do you make decisions? How do you make the right decisions? Well, what ACT offers is it helps to clarify what your values are, what's most meaningful for you, what makes your life rich and fulfilling. And once you start becoming clear, okay, you know, for me, you know, it's about learning and growing and, and sharing and teaching and helping others and being curious. Once your decisions can be based on that, then those choices are going to lead to a more meaningful life. We were lucky enough to talk to the originator of acceptance and commitment training, Dr. Stephen Hayes, and we asked him about choice. And this is what he had to say about choice. What do I want my life to be about by choice? The healthcare system can do that. You can have permission to do that. And that's what's in the ACT methods is a whole bunch of values, exploration and choice procedures so that you come out with a life agenda that was negotiated by you and the person you see in the mirror. The, the two of you had a little conversation over your yeah. brushing teeth. <laughs> yeah. So as Dr. Stephen Hayes says, you know, values are really important and tuning in with ourselves and being clear about What's really important for us is at the heart of making uh, meaningful choices. But as we've touched on, as you know, Calvin shared about his moment of, of quitting flying, me talking about quitting my job as well, these difficult choices and decisions bring up a lot of fear. And so how do we overcome that fear? How do we deal with that, the weight of responsibility when making these big choices? We spoke to social entrepreneur Kush Kanodia who has a, an interesting and unusual way of looking at this. So one of the things that I've learned in life is the more that I know, the more I realise I don't know, if that kind of makes sense. It's, it's strange, but it's, it's true. Like there's so many variables in life. There's so many things that can happen. We can pretend, yeah, we're planning and we know what's going to happen. But the truth is we don't really know. And I think by being comfortable in not knowing, it actually does free us um, from believing that we are the masters of the universe to realizing actually we're specks within the universe. There's so many things that determine everything that's happening. And by trusting the universe, by having faith and belief in the universe, it's actually really empowering because it takes the weight off your shoulders and you start believing in something higher, whether that's religion and a god or spirituality or whatever it is. I don't know, it helps me to kind of go into that place of flow. So rather than you know, like Star Wars and Luke, he's got the headset on and he's kind of saying, just trust the force. So it's basically saying rather than you trusting your mind and your own body, let go of that and kind of trust something higher. And I've always kind of used that as my guiding principle in some way, kind of in some way trusting the gut or the inner voice. 
And I found whenever I've done that, it's been a much better choice than even if I spent days analyzing, quantifying, and kind of doing research in relation to everything. It goes beyond mind and matter. And it's generally, it's, it's not logical. It's like beyond logic. So what Kush just shared for me, Shamash, is so powerful. It makes me feel so much lighter already, just considering that we don't have to feel burdened and even alone, that we can almost trust that there's something greater happening once we are able to cross the threshold, once we have the courage to cross the threshold and move into this new world, that actually it will work out. Something will work out. And we've heard that as well from Dr. Mavish when she, when she said, you know, you will be thinking about the next step. And if we go back to, to Mari, Mari also shares that, you know, we are taking these choices for our own advancement, for our own betterment. And we can make the choice. We're not really stuck. So this was a really enlightening episode. I really enjoyed uh, hearing from our guests and learning a little bit more with you, Shamash. And I'd just like to invite our listeners, if you liked what you heard today, please subscribe, like, comment, share on your platform so we can spread the good news about the hero's journey in our mindful conversations. And tune in next week where we will be talking about test allies and enemies because as we've heard, we can't do it alone and approaching the inmost cave when we have the setup for the ordeal. See you next week. See ya.